1: is over the Guinness Pro 14 season has begun and rugby is back and i could not be more pleased about that and i'm fairly certain i speak for you when uh, i say that as well dan Killick. absolutely yeah it feels so good doesn't it to have rugby, uh domestic rugby back on the tv it does yeah and it's, it's just nice to uh, every weekend to have that you know that familiarity it's like a like a, a long lost friend that's come back yeah it is yeah no absolutely it yeah. feels Feels really good, and um, yeah, some some interesting games to get into. Yeah, there is, and we're going to be we're going to be having a look at all uh, all four Welsh regions coming up throughout the course of this podcast. Um, did you enjoy the first games? I guess is the uh, is the the first question to ask. Yeah, absolutely, I
0: really did. Um, it was really interesting. Well, I was always going to be interesting, wasn't it? Seeing how the uh, how the South African size fared up. Yeah. Um, and. To see whether you know the scarlets were going to were going to continue in their uh, you know their rich form towards the end of you know end of last season, and um, obviously there's quite a few changes with a lot of the other sides as well There's some heavy coaches you know big coaches coming in big names so yeah
1: good uh, lived up to lived yeah. up to what I thought really good this might I, I might I've got a feeling I might well know the answer to this one but which teams impressed you this weekend scarlets I say that's pretty resounding yeah they
0: were. It was an absolute joy to watch, weren't they? I mean, I know you know. Towards the back in the last season, we said we just didn't want the season to end because it was, it was just absolute, you know, champagne rugby, wasn't it? Con- you know, continual, you know, great, great play, and um, yeah, they kicked on, didn't they?
1: Um, well, this is. The, it. I'm going to let you do the uh, the bulk of the analysis on the scarlets because when you mentioned champagne rugby, I was at a wedding this weekend, so I've I've got the. Uh, yeah, I've got. I've had the champagne covered, which uh, <laughs> which I you put a few few away, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think you've uh, you have got to do these things in style at a wedding. But I did manage to catch the the Blues games and the Dragons game and seeing the highlights of all the others. But you've uh, you've got the Scarlets covered in more detail for us. And yeah, Scarlets, yeah. That feels like the that feels like the perfect place to start, really. So, again, if you haven't uh, caught the results, Scarlets. Ran at massive winners, ran in eight tries, fifty-seven points to ten. They beat the uh, the Southern Kings at Parker Scarlets, and I think, like you said, they're done. They kind of picked up where they left off, really, didn't they? Yeah, they really did in front of a big crowd as well. Good numbers uh, down at Parker Scarlets.
0: Um, the South African side, they, they put up a you know put up a good fight, didn't they? In the in the first half, um, they were fairly uh, fairly physical, looking to run the ball from from all over the park, and I think, considering you know, considering uh the sort of short turnaround time for them and uh what's happened to their squad, they they put up a they put up a pretty good show, didn't they? They were it was always going to happen; they were going to fade away. Do you think the, the scoreline is maybe
1: a little bit unfair on them, or is it just a um, reflection of how good no, the scarlets it's fair. were in attack? I, I think the scarlets, you know, with that with that, you know, they were you know, the score was
0: reflected really of the of the quality in the in in, in the sides, but in terms of this stage in the season, um, they will, they will get better, won't they? Undoubtedly. Um, and, you know, Scarlet certainly knew within that first half, they were in a game. Um, Scarlet's also were, you know, first half a little, um, a little bit rusty in terms of, you know, a couple of, you know, not everything, not everything went, uh, went as well as it could have, but certainly, certainly in the second half, uh, it all came together, didn't it, and, and gelled and they were it was just
1: absolute absolute magic really. Um, I think that's always going to be expected though, isn't it? It's something that I certainly noticed in the games I watched. There's definitely that rustiness there and you know, as much as you as much as you can train and play pre season games, I know a lot of the commentators said it over the weekend, there's no kind of substitute for, for match practice. So I suppose it's only it's only inevitable that there was gonna be that little bit of ring rustiness.
0: Yeah, absolutely inevitable, wasn't it? Um, I mean, people to to mention McNichol was
1: was sublime, wasn't he? Yeah, um, he, uh, he, he really is becoming a you know a pivotal player for them, really. He
0: was, he, he was, he was, he was brilliant, wasn't he? Involved in almost involved in almost everything. Um, such a, a sort of gifted, balanced runner. Got a great offloading game. offloads in there. Yeah, lovely. Um, two tries. Loads and loads of meters, didn't he? He just, he just, just kept on going and going and going. Um, And the way in which the forwards and backs sort of all interlink and team up is, is quite something, isn't it? And yeah, they've just, they've got me really, really excited now to see them, you know, to see them week in, week out. And we both feel, don't we, that
1: they're just going to get stronger and stronger. It does feel as if this is the, this is the beginning. Um, Yeah, you, you always wonder off the back of success. You know, whether they're going to be able to, whether they're going to be able to repeat it, you know, is it going to be, is it going to be a difficult thing for them to, um, is it going to be a difficult thing for them to pick up where they left off? But performances like that, they keep doing that. They're going to be an incredibly hard side to beat. And like you mentioned, they're going to keep packing out. They're going to keep packing out the stadium as well, which, again, brings with it its own momentum and something that we've been, you know, we've been kind of clinging on to, you know, kind of crying out for rather. Is uh, you know is to get people down and watching it, and that's that kind of success and that kind of running rugby, is is only to make things easier on that front as well. Yeah, the more
0: wins, the more people are going to come watch. I think it was, was it just shy of ten thousand. Which uh, yeah, again, is not you know not a bad start. And great, great start considering you know, quite a few people would be away probably you know due to the time of year as well. So good numbers, um, and um, I think the most difficult the most difficult thing for the scarlets is going to be when to. When to play the uh, you know, the the exciting rugby that they probably want to play continually, because if I if there was going to be a criticism, um, and it's only a small one, I think at times um, Patchell uh, he looked to he looked to sort of run the ball, um, maybe pass it when he could have actually pinned the ball in the corners a little bit more and played a little bit more boring, um, you know, just to because the the set piece was going well. Just to get that dominance, and maybe I think you know two or three tries, you know, could have come from that play. But you know, hats off to them; they kept on chucking it around, and it in it it ended up coming together, didn't it? But that for me is going to be the for the scarlets is is when to you know knowing when to uh, when to throw the ball around. But you know, they they knew exactly when to do it last year, didn't they? So. I'm sure they'll they'll know this year but they've got everything in their locker as well and they? they're not just a side that can throw it around their set piece is strong um i thought that samson lee it was just brilliant seeing him he was the you know the standout the standout three for me over the weekend um and um and obviously uh you know our man at number one there he just gets better and better doesn't he, is it Rob he Evans? yeah he looks like he just looks
1: like a 10 doesn't he He's uh he's a real joy to watch actually. And it's you're right, it's something that's kind of inherent within that whole squad is all the players seem to you know, seem to want to offload when it's there and when it's on. It's a very mobile pack. But like you said, it's a hard pack too. Yeah, it's not just yeah, it's not
0: just a footballing pack, is it? They've got real grunts and uh you know, they can they got a good they got a good set piece. Um and I've, for me, you know, James James Davis was sublime he was absolutely incredible um when he had the ball when he didn't have the ball the way in which he was he's got an incredible knack of he taking the ball running Mm -hmm. you know running on running on the outside and then for a forward he'll end up switching it back on the inside which you only really see backs doing that you don't really see forwards playing that playing that inside ball he plays inside balls outside balls he's just an absolute box of tricks He's I think he's almost undefendable when he plays like that, um which tends to be almost every time he's on the field. He is he's is a really, really special player and he was again, he was involved in almost everything, wasn't he? He was turning over ball, an absolute nuisance. Um he's the he's the real heart and soul, I think, of of, of that side and for me, I just I cannot wait to watch him week in, week out. I have a feeling I'm, sure going to say I'm this not the only number, one.
1: I have a feeling gonna say this a number of times throughout the season. But what's but he what keeps do? on performing what's he doesn't he to, do to get a Wales call up. You know I know well, their str- I know there's strength in depth and we, you know there's no bigger fan of of Sam Warburton than me. I love Justin Tipperick as well and then there's a whole raft of other sevens griffiths and jenkins and and these kind of players but he has that x factor doesn't he? What is it that what is it that he needs to do in order to even just get in that get in that squad.
0: Yeah I mean obviously Warburton is you know the the very best isn't you getting over that ball you know jackling and and slowing you know slowing Paul down but that's exactly what James Davis does um and then he's got all the other sides to his you know to his game as well so for me he's the he's he is the complete player um and I I don't know whether Gatland feels that you know because he's because he roams around the park and he turns up in in sort of you know positions that you you know, not often a, a seven is a seven is seen or, or, or can get to. Um, whether or not that's a that's a weakness they feel, but I I don't honestly know. I do think
1: it's time. I do think his time will will come. Um, I hope because so. Because he's got everything in his locker. It just feels like throughout the whole of last season, which wasn't the best time to be a fan of the you know a fan of the, as a Welsh national supporter. It wasn't the best time to. You know, to be a to be a Wales fan, and you know we didn't play particularly exciting rugby throughout a lot of that season. He's exactly that kind of player that you're looking for, with that kind of that spark and that X factor, isn't he? Yeah,
0: he is. He 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 gets things. He's like a catalyst, isn't he? He he gets things going. Um, and quite often there's. Yeah, the Scarlets are going through some nice phase play. And it's just, it's all, it's, it's ticking. It's moving in the right direction, but something needs to happen, and suddenly it happens, and it's him that that creates that. Um, he's got that spark, that energy, and he knows. He, he just reads the game, doesn't he? So so well, he knows it inside out, inside and out. And I'm sure all the sevens, you know, the sevens uh, passages and and games that he's been involved in helped him there. Yeah. Um, what I think would be, we'd all like to. To hear would be the Welsh management actually coming out and giving a uh, a proper answer um, as to why he's not involved and what he has to do to get involved. Because then, you know, then then we know. I mean, McBride came out the news. So he needs to be consistent, which is absolutely the most ridiculous statement.
1: Um, it felt like on- just a soundbite, on- didn't it? It's like one of those get-out words you can kind of say in most. In most yeah, but it's, circumstances, but it's, it's offensive, not, isn't it? Because it ruffles yeah, it, is, it ruffles
0: people's feathers because
1: he was, you, you know,
0: you can't criticize. He was consistently, consistently great, um, week in
1: week out, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, against top level opposition as well, you know, you, it's not even just in the league. You know that when the season started to turn around, those games he had against uh, against Saracens, you know, he's he's capable of going toe to toe with the best, so. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a very it's good really, point, actually. It's really tricky it's, one. It's a good point you mentioned
0: against top top opposition mm-hmm. because some players, and you know, we can, you know, we see them having great games against you know lesser teams, but because they're so so impressive, then you kind of, you know, you, you kind of sort of forget that it was against you know one of the one of the one
1: of the, the less competitive sides. But he does it against against all the sides, doesn't he? To you bring know, it back Rooney's. to to bring it back to this weekend's fixtures, though, do you think we're going to be looking at the Southern Kings and saying they're a side that's going to struggle to compete in this league.
0: I believe this season it'll be a tough, see, tough ask for them. But um, moving forward, they will. There'll be a. will be a match, um, and they've shown enough,
1: haven't they? Enough in, in that first first game alone. Um, I mean, you say that though, but that is a that is a drubbing. You know, eight tries to one. It is a drubbing, but you know, aside this. You know, all the guys don't even hardly hardly know each other, do they? Mm -hmm.
0: They barely know each other's names, so it's it's it was it's never going to be it was never going to be easy. And they're playing against a scarlet side that uh, you know they certainly know they certainly know each other's names. They know they know each other inside out, don't they? Great culture, great spirit, great coaching, and it was a huge huge challenge for them, and one which they were
1: never going to win. Move on to a different point, then Lee Halfpenny made his debut. And managed to get on the score sheet as well, was involved in, in the first try. Is this going to be a more excitingly half-penny at the Scarlets?
0: Yeah, he'll have, he has to be, doesn't he? Because of the way in which they play. And I thought that we saw, we saw him, um, he was popping up at 10 quite often, mm. taking the ball. He didn't do, you know, he didn't do anything, uh, uh, sort of, um, he did everything that you'd expect him to do that he took the ball, you know, and he, and he passed it at the right time. He's got a, his passing game is very good, isn't it? He, he, he barely makes a mistake ever. Um, I I think if we could get him on the phone now, he would say that he really enjoyed that. Mm. Um, he had a lot of touches, certainly a lot got, more. You haven't got his number, have you? No, I haven't. No, I'm working on that one. But um, <laughs> um, he um, he had a lot a lot of touches, didn't he? On you know in the, in the game, more so than I think he would have done. You know, in 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 the other clubs he's been involved with. So, yeah, he'll. Um, He'll, uh, I think he'll come in, and uh, his running game will it will uh, will flourish. Really, being there at the
1: Scarlets, it has to, doesn't it? Again, I think I probably know the answer to this one. Are we going to be seeing him challenging for the title again this year? The Scarlets. Mm.
0: Yeah, we are. It's it is going to be it is going to be. Um, it's always difficult, isn't it, when you've won? You know, when you've got that. Uh, you know, you've got that trophy, and then you're trying to protect it. But um yeah, I do feel that they'll be they'll be right up there, um, and in the mix, come the uh, you know, come the uh, come the end. Do you 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 feel the same? Yeah, I do.
1: I guess, yeah, it's it's really really hard to look past them at the moment. I think mean, obviously they're hands down the best side in Wales. I think they were deserved champions last year. They've added to the squad. You know, they made a couple of a couple of astute signings in there, and they just look, like you said there's that familiarity they seem to know exactly when to offload and when uh, when it's on i think you can put down a little bit of a little bit of the mistakes to to just being the, the first game of the season i think they'll get better and better as it as it goes on so yeah they're 100% going to be challenging for the title and i really hope that they're able to do that and and have a big impact in europe as well because things things feel like they're building into something you know really really special in west wales
0: yeah, definitely definitely agree. And I think Lee Halfpenny will be massive um you know massive for that because of the because of um you know the points that he'll uh that he'll you know from the boot that he'll you know, any basically any penalties that are given away in that um you know, in in the half that he'll be would be slotting over, won't he? Which you know, if you look back at last season, there were um, there were a few games where points were were left out there, um, and they they certainly won't be. This that certainly won't happen this season. Yeah. So he'll be he'll be huge for um, for the scarlets moving forward.
1: And then just finally to finish on the scarlets, any areas of of weakness that you can see, any areas that they're going to have to work on, or that oppositions are going to try and target.
0: No, I think every side that um, that plays against the scarlets is going to know that they're going to want to play that. That free-flowing fluid game, um, but when they when they get it right, it's it's too difficult to stop, in my opinion. And they are a side that can they can if they need to keep it tight, they can do. Um, you know, play in the corners, play a bit of um, you know up the jumper rugby. So they've got they've got they've got everything. They've got all the different games that they can play and switch. So I think the the, the biggest thing for them is going to be working out when to play. Um, the game they probably all enjoy, and that's and that's from one to, you know, certainly from one to fifteen, you know, one to twenty-three. They all want to chuck the ball around, so it's just knowing when to do that and when not to, and that would be the hardest thing. But that's not a bad, that's not a bad uh, thing to have, is it?
1: No, it's not. And I, I can't see them. I, I personally don't see that as as much of a weakness. I think it's, I think their ambition is is really their their strength. You know, they want to play exciting rugby. They want to they want to run it when it's on, and I just think oh, yeah personally I think they're going to get better and better at um, at doing that and putting sides away so yeah it's a, it's a really tricky one but they they look like uh they look like they're going to be uh, very much one of the teams to beat this year now Cardiff Blues on the other hand now they slipped to a 20 points to 10 defeat at home to Edinburgh on Friday night how disappointed will Cardiff Cardiff fans well not, not even so much the fans how disappointed will the, the Cardiff Blues team be with that result Massively disappointed. It was that was a uh, a bad loss.
0: Um, you know, at home. Again, you know, good good crowd. Um Blues made far too many basic errors. Um, they got isolated all too often. Yeah, they were running into traffic because they were you know, they were drifting uh they were just they were just passing the ball simply through the line, weren't they? And then someone ended up having to cut back inside and running back into you know a lot of a lot of uh, the Edinburgh pack. I thought that uh, James Ritchie at six and John Hardy at seven had great you know great mm-hmm. games. They were nuisances, weren't they? And the the Blues were bullied. Um, they they couldn't get a foothold in the game because they couldn't win the collisions. And um, it went on. It, it went on from there. It was a really I think tactically the Blues got it got it completely wrong.
1: Yeah, I agree the, the really strange thing for me, is mentioned there. Now, if you lose the if you lose the collision and you get bossed at the breakdown, it's going to be hard to win any game of rugby. But the thing I found so strange that you've mentioned there was just the constant crabbing across the pitch, because there are sides that, even when things haven't been going their way last year, they were able to to play rugby and and see and spot what was in front of them and see when to go and and when to take it on. But Every single time it was completely lateral. They just never they never got the defence to commit to commit their men. You know, it was um, it was really, really strange to see. And I couldn't but I couldn't put my finger on why on why that was. Yeah, it
0: was it was odd because yeah, they you know, it's something that they did very well last season, wasn't it? Um, so I think you would we'd probably have to have a look at um the nine and ten. Um because a lot of it, a lot of it starts, you know, starts there. I thought that um, you know, Jared he had some nice touches, didn't he, at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the time, I think his his passing um, was uh, it was just so it was just so lateral, and it, it started it started from there. And then it was just going, it was just simply going through the hands, wasn't it? Um, getting it to the wingers. they were obviously using the you know the drift defence, and you, we didn't. I was I was so surprised that at half time, um, there wasn't a change of tactic, because the uh, the Edinburgh's kicking game in that first half was strong. Nothing was done to counteract that. Um, and as we've you know as, as we said quite a few times, the you know the Blues just literally yeah. were shipping ball all the way out to the wing, and you know you you and I could have defended that. Um, and again, the breakdown was the breakdown they had. They did a real job there. Um, that's something that is difficult to overcome because there wasn't a, you know, an out-and-out out seven on the park. Um, I suppose Navidi, you know, Navidi, Navidi is a seven. I thought he had quite a, I thought he had quite a good game actually. Um, he took his try very well, didn't he? Mm. And that was a lovely, lovely kick, lovely weighted kick from from, from Jared Evans. But um, you, we could see how much. Um, you know how much Warburton and uh, and Alice were,
1: were were missed. Alice Jenkins. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. you can see that. But as I say, I, I think the thing is sometimes you do, like you say, the the injuries can have an impact, and there are games that you just get absolutely bust at the breakdown. The thing that I found quite unforgivable was the backs just not not alter like you say, not altering the tactics and playing so lateral the whole time. Uh, because the thing is, they were in the game. You know, it was only. I thought I thought the scoreline was actually quite flattering to them. I thought they were worse than than ten points suggested, and they were in the game at you know at least in terms of the scoreboard for a lot of it. So I think actually you know if the if the backs had had a game like they like they can do and like we saw from them last season, I think particularly if you look back at that game away in Ulster and and some of those performances like that, some of the performances they had early on in the season, if they would played in that way. They could have kept the whole they could have kept the whole team in the yeah kept the team in the game there despite the fact that there are areas of the game they were getting absolutely bossed yeah yeah i agree
0: i mean it was it was it was a peculiar it was it was a really odd game wasn't it because um and if we have a little look at uh the you know the blue scrum you know reskill mm. reskill did a you know <laughs> did a job didn't he on wp now which isn't which isn't easy um i think a massive amount of credit it has to go to Matthew Reese there as the yeah. destructive scrummager. How good would it be to see him have a, have a, have a scrum off with Hibbard, um, <laughs> as two, you know, two, um, two scrummaging uh, hookers. Yeah. But, uh, the Blues scrum were going, were going really well. Um, obviously, you know, a couple of penalties were won there. For me, it was, it was a game that, uh, you know, will be, will be tough watching, watching back for the Blues boys, you know, Come uh, come Monday, but I think they can definitely you know they can bounce back from it. It's going to be a really difficult trip, though, isn't it? Going over to uh, going to Leinster on Friday night. Oh, this is it. Leinster in um, Dublin next up. Yeah,
1: can they turn that around?
0: <sighs> that's uh, I think that's going to be uh, too difficult, personally, um, over there. But. I don't think it's the, it's not, it's not, it's not the end of the world for the Blues in, in, in that game. I thought a few, you know, the, a few of the youngsters had good games, Um
1: for me. Well, I was going to ask um, you, what, were there any positives to take out of it for Cardiff Blues fans? Yeah, there, there, there was. Um
0: I thought that, um Seb Davis had a, had a very, had a fine game, actually. Um he carried well, Um his, He's got a v he's got a very good understanding of the game, and you can see the lines that he runs. Mm-hmm. There's some beautifully timed runs and also his offloading game um out of the tackle is is good. Um and was that's a nice well steal off. at
1: the front of the line out as well.
0: There was, yeah, that was a great steal, yeah. Um at a at a you know at a key time I suppose. Um well, it could have led to another try, couldn't it, quite easily. Um yeah, as I said, his off his off his offloading game out of the tackle um was was strong. So he looked you know, he looked really, really good, didn't he? Um but yeah for me they just got it was just it was just uh they got it wrong blue you know blue's got it wrong and um you know edinburgh under uh the cockerel he's he's sort of uh a gritty character isn't he he um he he was really up for it wasn't he and i think he's given a belief to them i mean you called it knew that they'd be a there'd be a tough side to uh a tough side to beat. They well, got a. They look as if they have got a really steely, steely edge to them.
1: Yeah, we mentioned it in the preview podcasts last week that having a leader like Cockrell and the you know experienced coach, someone who's you know used to building teams, could well make a difference to this Edinburgh side because they've got some talented players in the in the squad, and I really felt like they played as a team unit, and Cardiff Blues looked like a Like a set of individuals. Yeah,
0: I yeah, that's spot on. I mean, the the coaches will be absolutely putting their pulling their hair out because if you've got if you if if you know James James Ritchie and and John Hardy were doing a fantastic job of the breakdown, and to be honest, the other the other forwards were as well. They were winning all those battles, and with the with the with the backs, I, I don't know whether the backs. You know, were the backs communicating with the forwards or, or, or not? It looked as if they they definitely weren't because we said it earlier. But if you if you if you're just shipping the ball out along the line, inevitably at some point someone's going to have to cut back inside. Otherwise, you're going to end up running into running into touch. Which I think they, they also kind of,
1: managed at times.
0: Yeah, they did, yeah, which yeah they did. Yeah, so you so someone's cutting back inside at the wrong time. Because no one was running running on the inside in, in the inside shoulder and fixing the runners, so then you're running straight back into traffic when they're winning. So you're almost the, the, the Edinburgh chaps must have been thinking this is absolute, this is brilliant mm. because we're just running. Their forwards are coming right across the park, and then and then they can't, the 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 blues backs are just running straight back into them and making it so easy. So. I've said it a few times, tactically, they got it, they, they, they got it wrong and they weren't able to change. You know, quite often, How often is it in games that you have to change your tactics because you know, they either worked it out or something isn't working and it just didn't, it just didn't happen. Didn't there was matter. a lot of strange
1: decision-making as well, I thought. And I know we kind of mentioned Jared Evans. I'm not, you know, not kind of singling him out here because obviously he's a young player and he's got, I think he's got bags of ability and I think he's going to be an exciting player to watch. But there were some strange things. 50 minutes, that bizarre tap penalty – they took and then bungled the pass straight off you know at that point at that stage in the game just conceded three and then you go and win three but you know a kickable three um yeah kickable penalty in the opposition half to try a strange move like that I just thought was was kind of bad game management and you know whether that's whether that's down to him or the skipper someone's just got to take hold of that and say right we need we need the three points here
0: yeah, it was a rush of blood to the head, wasn't it? And um it was a great, it was a great position there, wasn't it? Either for the kick or or, or tactically to do to to launch something, um, but not 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 like that. So, yeah, there was a you know little bit of naivety came into it. Um, I, I get you know now we've got to you know look look to the positives and I said Davis had a great game. Um, you know the pack, you know you know I the scrum went well at times. So. Yeah, hopefully they've got, some, they've got some good experience. And the, the youngsters, you know, they've got a, quite a few of the, the youngsters came on, didn't they off the bench? But it's going to be hard, isn't it? I think it's going to be a tough old season.
1: What about the centre combination? Because they're obviously two players that, that showed glimpses last year of what they're capable of, and when they got it right together, it was really quite an exciting combination. Do you think that might have contributed to the kind of continual crabbing across the field? Do you think it's down to personnel, or is it more down to game plan? For me,
0: it's game plan. If if if, if you get it right with those two, then you're going to cause you're going to cause trouble you know, to most offences. But it was it was very very difficult. I think those those two boys need the ten's absolutely critical to how those two guys are going to go. And um, it just didn't it just didn't work for them um, on the string line. It just didn't quite work at all. Um, and unfortunately they weren't able to they weren 't able to change it. they did peculiar things as well you can see the confidence wasn 't quite there, like you know kicking you know after they kicked at times and they could have held on to it um, when they ran it they could have, they should have kicked it it was all they were doing things just at the wrong time, so you know, hopefully they'll learn from it now and, and, and only and only get
1: better but a long way to go yeah, and as we say, tough trip away to Leinster in Dublin next up so yeah going to be a difficult week for. For the boys and, uh, you know, I guess for, for Danny Wilson and, uh, Matt Sherrett, and probably Sean Edwards as well. Yeah, massively tough. They've got to, go,
0: they got to go in, be hugely physical, haven't they? They've got to up the, you know, up the physicality levels, go in there with that, with everything and, um, and just win, you know, start, they just got to win every single collision over there and they just try and silence that crowd and, um, just try and stick in, the, you know, stick in, stick in the game, you know, be in there. Be right in there up to, the, up to the 70th minute and see what happens. Um, yeah, I wish, uh, you know, wish the, wish the, wish the Blues well. Be, be fantastic, wouldn't it? If the, if, if the Blues could get a win over there, um,
1: just get it, get the whole season back on track. It'd be, be, be superb. Exactly. Yeah. The game, you know, the Edinburgh game will be long forgotten if they manage to pull off a victory away in Dublin, but certainly a tough place to go. So we'll see how they get on there next week. moving on to the dragons then we've spoken about the dragons a lot during pre-season obviously a change in ownership change in name change in personnel change in coaches etc and this was the first time that we actually got to got to see them on the on the pitch this vastly improved rodney Parade pitch that was a i think that was the first thing to know. it's nice to watch a nice to watch a game being played on a, a nice playing surface
0: yeah, you could make you could make out um... The two teams quite clearly, couldn't you? Um, it wasn't just two two brown teams playing, um, which was which was great, and a, a lot of noise coming in from uh, from the from the stands again. A great turnout, wasn't it?
1: Brilliant. Yeah, again, all enc- all encouraging signs. We mentioned this earlier on in the podcast. You know, the scarlets getting a good attendance and, and playing well. Unfortunately, dragons weren't able to back it up with um, with a result, and in the end, were kind of. Certainly, in terms of the scoreboard, comprehensively beaten by Leinster. That said, I did think there were there were definitely some signs of encouragement within the uh, within the the performance. Certainly, looked like a, a much more physical dragon side. You know, there there have been times watching them over the last few years where you just know they have, they weren't going to be able to compete purely down to the the fact they were getting out muscled. And I thought they they made a, a decent a decent fist of that. Uh, with this kind of this new look pack.
0: Yeah, who did um, who, who would you have picked out then in the
1: in the pack as a sort of leading that uh, you know leading them there? I thought Corey Hill had a good game. I think he's you know he's obviously taking the armband this time round, and I think he's obviously keen to to be one of those kind of lead by example type captains. You know, I don't think he's necessarily a, a ranter and a raver and. Big kind of Chilean speeches in the in the dressing room. I think he's more kind of you know shows it through his attitude and his, his performances on the pitch. So I thought I thought he did well. Our um, our pal Elliot D had a, had a good game at hooker. You know again if, if he can go injury free throughout the season, young Leon Brown went well for for the fifty odd minutes he was on the pitch. You know I think as we as we said during the preview editions he's got a lot to you know he'll, he'll have a, a tough season. As he as he picks up the kind of the professional scrummaging versus you know versus the um, the level he's been playing at before, but in the loose I thought he got through loads and loads of work and was able to you know was able to yeah get through, hit loads of rucks, get through loads of tackles. You know he's he's a real athlete and a, a real kind of physical presence with the ball. So I thought he he went quite well too. So yeah, you know, I thought I thought that was um, that was definitely good, and the, and the back row as well. Um, you know, again, I I think it, that's a back row that's that's only going to improve with Ollie Griffiths when he comes back. You know, he picked up a slight knock in, in pre season, and I think that then gives you that out and out seven. Um, so you know, a few of those a few of those players, I think, you know, could be could be quite crucial to them. It was always going to be a, a big ask you know a squad that's a team that 's not played together that amount of times and had a disrupted pre season so again, for anyone who, who hasn 't listened prior to this point there was um, they split their the camp and did they had two games in two days during pre season then there was also a disrupted trip to Exeter where there was a gastroenteritis outbreak within the squad just the day before they were traveling so you know, some some very difficult pre-season games in there. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was definitely some signs some signs within there that it's going to be a much more competitive side this season. So you're pretty excited then, yeah? Yeah, I am. I mean, I was really excited. I was really excited to come home and watch the game. I managed to avoid the result as well. So, you know, that that opportunity to, to kind of watch it as live, if you like. But uh, yeah, you know, like I say, it was always going to be a difficult one to, to win first up. You know, Leinster... The games generally don't come much don't come much tougher than that than that, um, but I thought there was definitely some things in there, you know, and, and looking in the backs as well, I think you know to to build on the kind of the physicality point, some of the players that you wouldn't necessarily expect looking kind of really strong and physical, you know that Ashton Hewitt had a really good game, you know we we know what he's capable of with ball in hand and he's a you know, he's, he's absolutely rapid. But I thought he looked, you know, was a good strip in there. He looked good over the ball. Tyler Morgan as well, you know, another player that we've kind of said before. He's kind of at a really interesting stage in his career. He's been on the radar for, for quite some time at that national dual contract. And, you know, he's kind of at that stage now where he needs to start delivering consistency uh, for the Dragons. And I thought he had a, he had a good game in terms of being a nuisance at the breakdown as well you know they were tackling and straight up over the uh, straight up over the ball won a want a penalty doing that and slowed down a fair amount of ball so they're definitely uh, definitely encouraging things and uh henson yeah real mixed bag i thought real mixed bag so early on in the game uh, he took a kick to the corner which he missed then there was another one that he that he put too long uh, put a long kick in which which bounced over the dead ball line. So definitely, you know, a few things, a few things not going his way on his debut. But then he also just has that kind of that languid style where he looks like he's got so much more time at ten. You know, he's he's so kind of comfortable on the ball. It's almost like he's in slow motion, not in a bad way. It's just you know he looks like he's got or you know everyone else is in slow motion rather. So you know, I, th- I thought we saw some nice touches from him. Um, but yeah, I, I expect him to have better games than that for the Dragons this season. I think he showed some glimpses, and then he also, you know, had a few uh, a few errors into the into the mix as well. So I, I'm expecting to see expecting to see more from Henson because we know that when he gets it right, he's a he's a class act, and he you know he does seem to be like he's he's concentrated on his on his rugby. I know he had a fair amount of admirers in Bristol for some of the performances he put in down there. So yeah i'm very much expecting expecting kind of better better to come from him really yeah a few
0: people commented that um he seemed to have a general calming yeah. uh, influence over the you know backs and i guess if you look back to to last year there was it was it was quite frenetic at times wasn't it um so i suppose that's a real positive isn't it that he, that that's that's a calming influence that we know he can, that we know he has, he's always had it, isn't he? Because of the, because of the the time on the ball that he seems to seems to just have because he's, he's quality. Um, that's only gonna that's only gonna lead to to some really exciting of plays, isn't it? With the likes of yeah, Morgan, you know Hewitt and uh, and Dixon, um, Morgan um,
1: Hewitt Dixon Amos all outside him, you know they're really Amos, yeah yeah you know, really some good boys the there, numbers. aren't
0: they? Yeah. Really good players there. Um yeah, I, I I think it's it's hugely encouraging. Isn't a you know big big crowd down there, a lot of noise. I think there was a, a great build up before the game as well, a lot of hype. Um and you know, that's a that's an incredibly tough game, isn't it, to go into first up. But probably a game that as a as a coach, you know, Burn you, you probably want that actually. You know, the exposure for for Leon Brown scrummaging again to that front row. Um, you know, he had a bit of a you know he had a bit of a tough time, didn't he, at, at certain scrums there? But he would have learned massively from that. So you almost want him to be thrown into the line and against those top, those top scrummaging boys, um, and he'll pick up stuff, and then he'll bounce back, and he'll be on, you know, onto the next game, won't he? So yeah, and uh, it's a new
1: unit in the in the front row. You know, Brock Harris playing at loose head, which is, you know, not his um, not his normal position. I think you know that'll that'll take a bit of time. I think there's always a tendency to think that if you put a tight head at loose head, you know, this is my Basic grasp of scrummaging. You always think, well, you know, if you put a tight head over there, then it's instantly going to shore your scrum up, and it doesn't because it's it's different challenge to it's a different challenge to uh, to playing on the tight. You know, it's it's very very different. So, you know, so I'm told. I spent most of my career with a, you know, with my head up a props backside rather than uh, rather than in the front row itself. So, you know, probably not the best person um, qualified to to answer that. But I do think that that's something that will um, uh, that's you know potentially an area that. And um, they can improve because you know, let's, let's be honest, for all the, the feel good factor around Rodney Parade at the moment and the goodwill, you know, Jackman's not going to be able to wave a magic wand and turn it around overnight. He's got a squad that he's inherited, and he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to work with that. But yeah, certainly encouraging to see, uh, to see, you know, how, how some of the youngsters went. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about watching a lot of them, a lot of them this season. I think if they can continue that kind of, um, yeah, to, to be competitive. Uh, you know, there I think there'll be a bit of enough patience from the Rodney faithful to um you know, to get behind them and, and hopefully continue turning out in in good numbers as well.
0: Yeah, I expect I expect as you said to come in, um
1: to come into that squad is needed, isn't it?
0: Um to sort of firm up uh, firm up that front row. But you have to be patient, don't you, with, with, with what's gone on. You know, it's 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 gonna take time and there's been there's been you know, great, uh, you know, many, many steps forward, hasn't there, since since Chapman's come on board and, you know, the results are going to, the results are going to take time, aren't they? Um,
1: yeah, I'm They just it. are, yeah. No, I agree. I, I think that's it. But yeah, certainly, so, you know, some encouraging signs within there. Um, but yeah, it was always going to be a tough ask. I think, you know, behind the scrum, I thought we did well in terms of, it's a, it was kind of the opposite of. Of the Cardiff performance on Friday night, really, is we did did kind of um, spot when there was a mismatch or spot the right time to try and pin the man and, and and you know kind of commit the defender, which was good. But then again, in kind of in their 22, we weren't clinical enough. You know, we had a, a couple of occasions where we were in there and and weren't able to weren't able to put it off. But again, I expect these things to, you know, expect these things to get better as uh, as the season goes on. I certainly hope they will as well. Yeah, lots more to come. Indeed, right, so one final game to review then, which is the ospreys they uh they put away zebra at home, and you know i suppose it's it's not the it's not a massive scoreline. you know zebra are a side that traditionally have have been kind of the whipping boys of of the league and have been kind of the ospreys are kind of used to to running up plenty of scores there um yeah not a not an altogether sparkling performance, do you think that puts a bit more pressure on, on Steve Tandy?
0: Um, I,
1: I don't think... Um,
0: yeah, I think a win's a win um, that first game up. I mean, the Ospreys are... You know, if you look back historically against the Italians, they, I mean, fairly recently anyway, they've they've come, fa- they've come fairly close, and they? they've also had a couple of losses as well against the Italian side. So they... they uh, it's not. I'm not that surprised. Actually, I mean, we used to. We were you surprised by that result?
1: I, I, I think at home they'd be. I think at home you should be. You should be putting them away. You should with a squad. A yeah. squad of that. That level of ability. I think. Oh, you should do, but you know the way in which they've. You know, if you look at the score, the, you know, the scores against the Italian
0: side over the last couple of years, they've. They they have struggled a bit, haven't they, against them? So whether that's... Uh, yeah, mental but at, home, the Ospreys but at or... home,
1: I think it's a different kettle of fish. You know, I think it's on a, you know, a, a nice, crisp September day. It's, you know, it's not like it's a blood, bar, blood bath, a mud bath in, you know, in January, where it's, it's very difficult to, to get the ball around. So I, I was surprised they weren't able to, to put more on them. And, you know, like you say, it's the first game of the season. So... There is a long way. Um, there is a long, a long, long way to go, and you would expect them to to improve in terms of their performances. But um, yeah, I don't think you know. It's, it's certainly not a not a um, not a sparking start from them.
0: No, not a great start at all. And uh, there's so much more to come from them, isn't it? Um, quite a few key players on it to go back in. as we as you said, he's still not we? The, the bigger Adam and Jones, back
1: Alan back in. Jones yeah. you know, can make all the difference to that side.
0: Yeah, you, they're they're they're, they're unrecognisable, aren't they? With with, with 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 the two of them in there, um, there's a couple of few other boys outside of that, is isn't it, to come in as well? So, um, yeah, peculiar, yeah, peculiar. Um, well, certainly peculiar from your perspective, isn't it? it I yeah the os I don't know the Ospreys they're they're in a bit of a a bit of a funny period at the moment, aren't they? Um, or is it just
1: as simple as when when you're missing those two guys, they they struggle. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt in the influence that those players have on the game. You know, we said it a number of times that the presence that Alan wynne Jones is, and the game management, and the, that level of um, competitiveness that, that Dan Biggar brings. You know, they're, they're always going to be influence, you know, big influence on games. But you know, that's that's modern rugby, isn't it? You, you need to be able to deal with it without these without these kind of players. And we said it before, the Scarlets have have managed to unearth a. You know a load of young talent that have seamlessly slotted into their side, and they've recruited well to, you know, with some astute signings, not just the kind of the, the half pennies. And I think that's that's kind of a, a bit where the Ospreys are, are struggling a, a bit. Is that it's almost yeah, it's, that, it's those kind of it's those kind of leaders, that kind of leadership, that when those two players are missing, they don't quite look the same side. But I find it odd. I do find it odd. Yeah, yeah. Cause there's enough there's enough quality there, isn't there? for them to for them to play better than they uh, or certainly, certainly a lot better than they played on uh, on the weekend. I suppose on um, the positive side, Keelan Giles got on the score sheet twice as well, you know, still obviously such a such a young player. Uh, how excited yeah, are you about sharp. watching him this season?
0: Yeah, really excited. He does good, didn't he? Obviously he's you know, been rewarded isn't he with a three year you know three year contract. Um I just hope he can stay he can stay injury free, um because he's yeah, he's exciting, isn't he? Um, when he's got the ball in hand defensively, I think he's pretty, you know, he's, he's, he's pretty good as well. He's stepped I think up. He's improving in that, department.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think he's a, you know, I think it's obviously an area that he's, that he's got to work on purely because of his size. But yeah, and he's uh, clever, isn't he? he? Shows him, you know,
0: he shows him the outside when he should do, pops him on the inside when, when, when he should do as well. So, yeah, he's got a, he's got a feather going on upstairs. Um, so he's, he's certainly, he's certainly an
1: exciting, uh, exciting guy to watch, isn't he? Yeah, I think it was. It was always going to be the game that was kind of, I, I guess, the, the least alluring of the, of the four Welsh teams this week was going to be, the game at home to, the game at home to Zebra. So, you know, it it, it is a win. We didn't get day, excited by it. Is it difficult for the players to get excited by it? A, that's a really interesting point. Uh, maybe, but you know, these these are these are pros, aren't they? You know, I would be, I'd be astonished if you look at, you know, I wouldn't like to walk into that dressing room and and. Say to Justin Tipperick, you know, did you struggle? Did you struggle to get excited for a game like that? Because, you know, he's he's a professional, and I just think he just loves playing rugby. So, yeah, it's not interesting to be around the camp, wouldn't it? When
0: you know, say, say, you know, we were thrown in. You could see the build up, um, build up during the week for that game, and then um, uh, you know, say, you fast forward, and uh, you know, there's a you know, the key game. I don't know. Just maybe say you know, uh, you know. Then then they're playing against Ulster, um, just to see the build-up. Then uh, if it, if you know if if it, if it is indeed any different, I'm sure they're going through the mo- the motions are the same. But how the players actually feel, if you could have a a tracker on sort of, you know, their brain activity or whatever it is, you know sort of it would it'd be interesting, wouldn't it, to see? Because they just seemed, they just seemed as if they weren't that interested.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I say, it's a it's a really interesting one. I don't know. I mean, if they're not, then it's you know it's something that you it would be unexpected because these guys are pros and you've got to. And I know it's it's never going to be as exciting going out and playing you know playing Zebra at home as it as it would be like you say an Ulster or a Leinster or the first Heineken Cup game of the season. But you know if you're pros, you've got to you've got to go out there and you've you've got to do a job. And personally, for me, I think Zebra at home has always got to be a bonus point win kind of game. But, uh, yeah, it's early on, isn't it? It's early doors. Like we said, the Scarlets weren't particularly, you know, weren't particularly exciting this time last season. You know, they had a really, really difficult start to the to the campaign. And, and geez, look at them now. Yeah, they had a tough start,
0: didn't they? I and mean, then just got better and better. And the Ospreys were the complete opposite, weren't they? Exactly, brilliant, yeah. you know, brilliant start building all this through. And they fell away. So, yeah, they had a bad, bad end. And it's... it's, it's you know, it, uh, it continued, albeit they got a you know, they got a win on, on the weekend. But they got the win
1: and they'll be, you know, they're part of the back now and they move forward. Good to see Tiprick back. Yeah, I mean I just love I just love Tiprick. He's such a he's such a classy player to watch and I know it's I know it's mad 'cause most people are aware of the, the talent that he brings but I still just think he's quite an underrated player in terms of what he does over the ball and you know I've I think he's I think he's and his you know his defensive effort you know, I just I, I love watching him play. He's just such a such a class act. Yeah, I always get frustrated when people say, "Oh, you know, when you've got a
0: wide, expansive game, he's brilliant." But it's you know, when it tightens that. up, you know, he he goes he goes missing. And you say, "You're he, he, he watching the same game because he's as good in that department as he is in you know as he is in the point of channels." For me, he's so so strong, isn't he? Pound for pound, he's got to be one of the strongest guys out there. Um, yeah, and he had, back on the Lions, he had
1: a fantastic. Fantastic, to ordinary. Yeah, it's just so it's just so, again, you know, he's kind of so unlucky not to not to get close to the, you know, closer to the test team really, because I just think he just always backs it up with performances. You know, again, he is he is such a consistent player. You he know, is, it's yeah. So so rare for you to ever go. Oh, Tipperary didn't have that good a game. Yeah, I know. Have we ever said he had a poor game? I can't as
0: if we ever have. It may be in a sort of quieter game, but uh, yeah, I think that's certainly it. not a, a, a poor, you know, poor game. He just is
1: consistently good, isn't he week in, week out. He certainly is. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, we'll see back. how we'll see how the Ospreys get on throughout the rest of the season. As we say, it's a long old slog through to uh, through to May, so a hell of a lot of rugby to be played uh, between between now and then. Right, time for a new feature, though. This is something that uh, we 've teamed up with um, with our pals over drag the uh, the sporting website, uh, which is well worth having a look if you're, you know if you like your Welsh sport not just rugby there's um, there 's football and, and cricket and all sorts covered on there as well so make sure you head over to uh, to have a have a look at that but uh, yeah they one thing they 're doing is, uh, is pulling together a team of the week which uh, we 're going to be reviewing each week here on the attack and scrum podcast and uh, yeah I want to get your um, what are your thoughts on this, Dan Killick? So this is the um, this is the team for this week, and it's made up just of players from the uh, from the the four Welsh teams. Uh, right, so uh, full-back half Halfpenny, right wing McNichol, left wing Steph Evans, Scott Williams, uh, Corey Allen in the centres, Rhys Patchell, and Gareth Davis uh, are the halfbacks, and then it's uh, Rhys Gill. Ryan Elias, uh, Leon Brown as a front row, Jake Ball, Tyg Byrne in the second row, and then uh, Aaron Shingler, Justin Tipperick, and Johnny Barkley uh, in the back row. Any changes you'd make to that, Dan? Um, there's a couple of changes. It's um, it's
0: a very good it's a very good 15. Um, possibly, uh, possibly Hadley Parks. Um, for Corey Allen, mm. but um, it was a great, yeah, I mean a great, you know, great debut by Corey Allen, wasn't it? He he, he showed, um, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of negativity, isn't there? Well, that's just not negativity, but a lot of a lot of people that are slightly, you know, uh, confused with really, I suppose as to as to as to or strange signing that, and and I think we said that as well. But um, yeah, good to see him, you know, good to see him go so well at 12. Um, but I thought Adley Parks had a, had, a, had a brilliant game, and we talked about consistency earlier. There's a guy that's uh, he, he he actually never has a
1: bad game, does he? Yeah, he's never a, he's has a, a bad game. He's such he's been such a fantastic signing for them. If you were to make that change, then Dan, I would leave you with an all scarlets backline, which yeah. some of the rugby they play probably it's probably hard to uh, it's probably hard to disagree with that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, let's make that change then. And that's a, that's
1: a, that's a, that's a Scarlet's a line there. Um, and then what about the pack?
0: Yeah, I would have um, so at the three for Leon Brown. I, I thought I thought you know he had a, he had a great game. You mentioned it in the loose, He was he was brilliant. He's got a big future ahead of him. But I thought Samson Lee was that was was uh, edged it for me. Um, he had a, he had a fine game. So Samson Lee in there at three
1: again. Another Scarlet's. I know this is this but yeah it's uh, this becoming is, yeah <laughs> a very very uh, scarlet dominated team yeah four um so four where you know, Jake Ball is
0: I like Seb Davis I thought you know at, at, he's a youngster isn't he at 21 um he had a really fine game and he does a few things that quite a quite a few second rows can't do um. So Seb Davis, Jake Ball is J Ball is phenomenal, um, but yeah, for 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 this, let's pop in Seb Davis in there for.
1: Okay, fair enough. Like, yeah, I I think it's difficult as well. You know, when you're when you're playing on a, a losing team, and like we said, it's a team that kind of lost the lost the collision and lost the breakdown. Uh, but he did. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he did. Um, he did stand out for the Blues certainly. Yeah, I think it's hard to
0: ignore him, isn't it? When you, when, you, you know, his offloading game was strong, he was competitive, um all over the park, that line out steal he had, um he did, he did, he did a lot of things in that game, Um which is even more impressive against a, a, a pack that was, that was, you know, beaten up at time, you know, beaten up, you know, more often than not. So, yeah, said Davis, rightly, rightly in there for me.
1: Okay. And I, I think the other thing with him as well is it's easy to forget is his uh it's actually his first pro fourteen start. Yeah. Yeah. He made and a he... few appearances off the bench and obviously went on the, the tour with Wales over the summer. But uh yeah, he uh you know, first time he's actually got the nod in the start in fifteen. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't have known, would you? He he he, he stopped it in he it in well I thought he
0: fared up quite well with uh, with Welsh actually in 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 the second row that was quite uh, quite positive and he worked he worked his socks off right to the end mm. he was clearing people out um you know on, you know in the sort of dying minutes there so yeah there okay. we are. um what about the back and yeah one of the one other, one of the change mm-hmm. so at at seven. I feel sorry for Tips because he's my he's my main man, but James Davis is is is, is there at seven for me.
1: Yeah, I, always, I, I'm tempted to put I'm tempted to put James Davis in the backs just because he's, <laughs> he, you know, he's again. He, you he were, at, t- he worked t- Ten with, or he worked With Tipperick, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you could play him as half backs.
0: Yeah, but tips, well, we could have tips. Could at, have nine tips and, at nine. Yeah, yeah. and James and James Davis at ten. Yeah.
1: Yeah. the The um The only other thing I was going to say this weekend that that kind of stood out to me was uh, it was just funny watching the team sheets come out when you had Hook at 10 and Henson at 10 as well. It kind of felt like, it felt like kind of 2004 all over again. (laughs) Come back in time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Both, uh, both mighty town. That's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how they get on. Yeah, I know you mean. It did, it did take me, it did take me back a bit. And yeah. a nice bit a nice bit of nostalgia but yeah that brings us to the end for the uh, for the team of the week feature um as always let us know what you think of that so you can drop us a line at attacking scrum on twitter you can follow us on facebook as well and make sure you check out a drag as well so it's a uk, and um yeah have a look and, uh, and see what you think of those guys good um, good pals of ours you can also listen to the podcast on there as well if you uh, if you so desire so yeah, be sure to be sure to do that. And as we always say at this stage, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. And if you do that, we'll make sure that we give you uh, a shout out. And yeah, just to finish, just a trailer, something we've got coming up. So myself and Dan are heading off to, to spend some time down at London Welsh. Uh, obviously, a team that, as we covered a, a couple of times throughout last season, uh, you know, a team that's uh yeah had an incredible uh, amount of turbulence and is building from the from the bottom up so we're heading down uh, to old deer park in you know, one of the great uh, one of the great rugby venues to to have a chat to um to the guys who are who are uh rebuilding the team and uh, yeah something we're looking really looking forward to aren't we done
0: absolutely yeah it'd be great to um it'd be great to uh have some have some you know good good chats with uh with Sonny Parker and Kai Griffiths and, uh, and Will Taylor those who's heading up the, the strength and conditioning. So yeah, it should be a good, uh, should be a good, good part that one.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, so we'll, um, we'll obviously yeah, be posting that one later in the week as well. So make sure you, uh, you download that one and uh, have a listen. And we will be back to chat to you about rugby again next Monday. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Podcast Network.